Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The opening drive on 101 ESPN, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, and the Blues in action again tonight. They'll take on the Islanders. We have the pregame at 530 with Alex Ferrario and Joe Vitale, and then the action with Curbs and Joey at 630. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and Darren Pang joins us. He's our Blues analyst for Bally Sports Midwest, and he joins us every Tuesday morning, and we appreciate that. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Well, good morning to you, too, and what, what better way to lose badly in one city than to go into the next city, take a bus there, and get your gear on and do it and do it and try to make up for it. I think that's, I don't know. I think this is a good remedy for it, fellas. That uh, you're not taking too much and then you're uh, you're going in a, in a in a bad spot right now, and you've got to find a way out of it. So hopefully tonight on the island, the the, the Blues can can find that recipe for success here. I love that positive attitude. Okay, I'm going to ask the easiest question in the world that might require the most difficult answer. What's wrong? Um, what's wrong is it's quite simple to me that, um, and I said it in, in, in the game prior to this one, and that is that, um, for consistent moments, the concentration or the, the ability to lock it down, um, is, is not there. Um, you can't give up three or more goals in a period 15 times and then pretend to think like it's okay. So, you know, for all the you know positivity, I, I totally see that that what they're doing defensively and how they're how they're not connecting. Whether it's uh, after a goal you score, whether it's after a goal against, whether it's after a period ends, what you're doing to prepare for the next shift is something the Blues took such great pride in. in and uh, and I know we go back to '19 a lot, but you know that those Alexander Steen days where he took pride in your line change. Who talks about a line change? Not very many people do. But then, you know, then you start seeing this team, you know, not take good line changes or put pucks in bad areas and then the next line comes out and they're in a bad spot. You know, there used to be players that made other players accountable for that. And, and it was clear as day. And, and right now, what, you know, right now what, I, what I've seen in the lack of concentration is clear as mud. And, and that's, that's just the facts. You're watching the game and you're like, man, they look good. That second period was outstanding last night. There are there were so many scouts at that game at Madison Square Garden last night. There were GMs, there were assistant GMs, there were scouts. There's something brewing. That's you know you're kind of watching this game. Okay, and 
after the second period, it's like, boy, those blues look good. Like, that's the blues. You know, that's what everybody's saying. And then the third period starts and get a little lazy with the puck, make a little play going backwards. Instead of shooting the puck like Jordan Cairo right from the slot when you're behind by one, you're going to drop it back to nobody and, and the Rangers go the other way. So what, I, what I'm saying is it's, 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 it's really confusing because the lack of concentration and cohesion from shift to shift, from period to period, from time to time, and now they're, they're just like every other team right now and, and showing no signs of, of jumping out of it at this particular point. Hey, Panger, how do you get them to play an entire 60-minute game? As you said, it seems that, you know, from line to line, shift to shift, it, it yeah. just changes from, from, from guy to guy. How do you get the entire team to play a full 60 minutes to win a game? Well, you know, there's only – it's a great question, Kerry, because, you know, we watch this team from, from moment to moment. And, and, you know, may, I mean, maybe the only thing is to, is to park guys on the bench that – you know, if you make the same mistakes over and over and over again, I was just in Philly a couple of weeks ago doing a game, and and uh, it's funny that uh, John Tortorella, you know, he, he's got the great quotes and he says some things, and but but the one thing he talked about was was in, in the position of the head coach, you're also analyzing, and and when you're analyzing and the same player makes the same mistakes two, three, four times in a row, then you know then then you've got to do something about that because that's that's consistent behavior. And that, you know, a lot of times, what's, what's wrong with sitting a player on the bench for a couple of shifts? Like, that used to happen all the time. And now around the NHL, it, it just it doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, I, I, that, that part of it to me, Kerry, would be the number one thing. I mean, if there's, if there's a player going and playing, then play that player. Put him on the ice. Everybody sees a player that's going and that's trying, that's doing the right thing. Like, you know, the, the, the Ryan O'Reilly last, line last night, they did things right. They put pucks in, you know, I, I know that, you know, I know that at the end of it, when it, when I mentioned Cairo playing the puck rack, I mean, he makes a lot of dynamic plays. There's no doubt about that. But then, then, you know, when you want to get that puck in North and everybody's thinking the same way, it's that one play that reverses the flow that just changes everything. So um, I guess bottom line, Kerry, I'll answer your question. I, I would say that if one player is doing the things that you're, you're, you're not, wanting to do and he keeps doing it time and time again then then i'd say that you've got to shorten the bench and and play the players that are going to play until you get going again and then get that player back in the rotation panger i I want to circle back to uh, the the stat you had so it's three goals in a period 15 times right that's yeah that's what we showed last night on the air in in 25 games i know it's an apples to oranges comparison in in a period yeah In 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 a period after january 1st of 2019 in the 48 games that followed, the Stanley Cup champion Blues allowed 17 or three goals in a game 17 times. Three goals in a whole game 17 times in 48 games. This team's allowed 15 in a period in 25 games. Yep, seven straight goals now. Seven straight games allowing yeah. three or more goals against in a period. Do and, you see an issue overall? Yeah, it, it, and you're there every day, and you know goaltending way better than any of us, and better than most in the world. Uh, is is there an issue with Jordan Bennington? Um, is there an issue? I I would say that in my complete analysis of it, um, I'd say that he played as hard as anybody for a long period of time faced numerous amount of quality chances against. In fact, in the last, besides last night, the previous two games, there was 
20 slot chances against in 17. That's 37 in two games. The fear that, I mean, the fear that anybody would have when you're watching them is, okay, did that is that frustration now to a point that's affecting his goal, you know, stopping the puck. And, you know, after the game, after the last game, you know, you heard what the coach said. He, you know, he talked about just stop the puck. And when he was in Pittsburgh and he went by the bench. And so, so now you've got that conversation with the coaches, stop the puck. Now he goes into the game last night and, it, you know, he makes several great saves, but then, you know, there's a lot of those pucks, you know, when you give up, you know, the one to Miller was one that kind of stunned everybody. They had a power play in all fairness to, to, to Bennington at five to four, when Lafreniere scored, the blues have a power play and they give up a shorthanded goal. Like that to me is not on the goalie, <laughs> you know, right. that's, that's a power play. That, that's supposed to be your, your best players are on the ice. You're supposed to tie the game because you got a power play and you give up a shorthanded goal. So uh, I felt bad for Ivan Barbashev because he always plays his rear end off, and and my, my heart sank for the kid. And and you know it was a it was just a you know an, an error in handling a puck that jumped on Kreider's stick. But getting back to the goaltending, it's a fair question, and I, and I I don't know if I'm going to evaluate it right now because it's only one game after the Pittsburgh game. Um, but but I. I I do believe that he emptied the tank in trying to keep this team that's been very porous in the defensive zone into hockey games. Now it's about Jordan Bennington gaining gaining the trust of everybody to know that he's 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 okay. He's he's, he's going to get back in that net and stop pucks, but also the trust of okay, let's just play hockey. We got your back, which you know, I, I think you know maybe there's some thoughts from him that, and I I don't know, but. You know, he gets banged around a little bit, and and uh, there's there's not a whole lot of fight back from everybody. You know, when he gets bounced around, and I think he takes that personally, and I think he he tries to take it upon himself to 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 go at the other team himself, and uh, and sometimes he takes it too far. That's just the bottom line. Hey, Panger, we we as a coach and as a former player, there's a point where you know the coach is speaking is is not doing it, and and. You have to have players step up and talk to their teammates. Who is the guy on that team that is is going to pull these guys up and say, "Hey, enough is enough," or, or, or "We got to do better," or as you said, "We got to protect Bennington. We got to do a better job of of doing our job to help us win games." Who is that one guy or, or two guys? Yeah, you always have to have some guys, and uh, um, on, on this team now, that, that's a really tough question. I mean, I think Robert Bortuzzo, Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly. I, I think those are the those are the go-to leaders inside that locker room. Um, you know, I think when they speak, when, when a Braden Shen speaks, I, you know, I know that the players have a great deal of respect carried for him, what he does and how he plays. And then here's a guy that, you know, he's, he's been hurting. And, you know, Jordan Cairo was sick, so he couldn't play the last game. So Braden Shen wasn't going to play the game in Pittsburgh, but then he finds out Cairo is sick. So Braden Shen says, I'm not leaving the game. I'll, I'll play, even though he knows he doesn't have his best stuff in there. So, uh, I think players really respect him. Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly, without a doubt, and uh, and, and I, I throw Robert Bortuzzo and you know Justin Falk right in that in that group. Now Krug's been around not a very long time, but I could imagine if I was in the locker room and and that little competitive son of a gun started saying something, I would uh, I would listen to what he had to say. That's for sure. We have a great resource in Darren Pang because you get to see so many teams doing games for TNT. And Doug Armstrong tells us all the time, the hockey world tells us all the time, that this is, has evolved into a speed game. When you watch other teams, how do you think the Blues stack up with their speed versus the other good teams? Well, the Blues are one of the best 
you know, rush teams in the NHL. If you look at the ana- analytics that are, and basically analytics, these are just stats. I mean, you know, um, you know, the Blues are about, I think they're top 10 in rush chances for. Um, but but the, the, the bottom line for me is speed is, okay, you've got speed from Jordan Cairo. There's no question about that. But it's not speed to the net. It's, it's speed to a certain area. And then it's a pull-up game. Robert Thomas has got speed. It's not speed to the net. It's speed to a certain area beyond the hash marks in the offensive zone. And then it's a, it's a pull-up area. So he pulls the puck back, he goes towards the boards, and he's waiting for the next level. So I, I wouldn't put our, the, the St. Louis Blues as, as one of those teams. I, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think they're a team that's still trying to find their identity. Um, being a rush team is fun. But for me, being a rush team isn't isn't the way you're going to win championships unless you've got guys that are driving hard to the net every single time you have a rush opportunity. The the areas that concern me are you know they're they're still a team that doesn't get enough chances for me from the slot, um, and they they don't nearly get enough rebound chances as well, nor to, nor nor tip in chances. And all the teams that have scored lately against the Blues, you just go down the list. You go down to what the Pittsburgh Penguins did. They put the puck every single time to the opposite post, and they just jammed hard, and they went hard to the net, and they scored goals. Now, the you know, you, the New York Rangers then look at it. How did they score a lot of their goals? Didn't they? I think they scored four goals on tip-ins. So they go to the front of the net, they deflect pucks, and that is a difficult hot potato to find from a goaltender's point of view. There's not a characteristic that the Blues are doing on a consistent basis that the other team – would prepare for. It used to be the down low play, hold on to pucks. Oh my goodness, they're going to punt it back to the point. The point's going to go D to D. They're going to shoot pucks at the net. They're going to wear you down. And in 40 seconds, you're going to be exhausted. So they don't have that consistent game that we used to see immediately when the game started. Finally, Panger, you'll be traveling after today's game. Where does uh, your, where do your travels take you for TNT tomorrow? I end up in uh, Columbus. And I've got the I've got the Buffalo Sabers again. Hmm. Um, I've I've seen the Buffalo Sabers an awful lot. They're a fun team to watch. They're not quite a 500 team, um, and they're trying to find their way as well. But I had them last week in, in Detroit. Um, I saw you know you, there's a kid on the Buffalo Sabers that is just excited. I know everybody says Tage Thompson, and I love Tage Thompson. But this Jack Quinn, he was a seventh or eighth overall. They got Dylan Cousins, who is seventh or eighth overall as well. So. You know they've been a bad team for a long time, and they've got a lot of good picks, and they've done well with their picks. So um, they're a fun team to watch as well. And then I'll see Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. Oh yeah, the first time for me uh, as a Columbus Blue Jacket. So um, I, I look forward to that. Another little fellow with good hands and gumption. I love that. And, and what a great guy Don Granado is. If anybody in St. Louis oh. got a chance to meet him, what he's the coach of the Sabers now, and what a what a good human being, and what a good coach he is. He, you're exactly right. I mean, I know he was with uh, Worcester. When uh, mm-hmm. when the Blues had uh, that affiliate there, and he was with the uh, the development program, I mean, he's a teacher. He's a lover of hockey. He's a great human being, and uh, and he's you know he's taken a real patient and positive approach to their team. But they play with some structure, and they're they're catching on. When they play well, look out! It's dynamite. And again, like any young team, um, like we've seen around the NHL, uh, there's inconsistencies in in defending, which we're seeing with the Blues. We're seeing with a lot of teams, but. Um, again, I, I look forward to this game tonight against the Islanders. It's a big, heavy team. I would expect Thomas Greich to play. Um, he's uh, He's been good against the the Islanders, and he's won his last two starts, so hopefully they can give him the spark that they need right now. Panger, always good to hear your voice. Enjoy the day in New York. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Okay, guys. Thanks very much. Take care. Thank you. That's Darren Pang, Blues analyst here uh, in St. Louis for Bally Sports Midwest, and he'll be on the call with John Kelly tonight. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.